Welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is the same every week. This week, like every week, I am sat in a chair, got my bum landed. There's two layers between the chair and my ass tonight. I want you to know this. One of them is a pair of pants and the other is a pair of tracky bottoms. And um, none of them are making my bum more comfortable. It's it. I'm in a real pickle. Um, how about you guys? <laughs> um, I, I'm glad you brought it up because me, Joe Scrabbles, have been in just a dressing gown with nothing underneath for this entire podcast. I did I not know that. I've said a word. Look at this. That's a little hint of the chest with no hair on it that I possess. And that is all That is getting. the most I've seen of you. That's I not would, true. We've been swimming together. Join the Patreon. Oh, have we? Have yes. I seen your nip? In situs, you've seen my nips. We uh, slept in a bed together and you left because I snored too much, Log. Oh my God, that is amazing that I was the one snoring the least obnoxiously that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, um, as you can tell, I'm joined by Joe Scrabbles, mm. dressing gown wearer, and the only other person who hasn't been introduced and we don't know his bum seat situation. Steve, are you... Two levels me, one level him. You're just touching the fucking leather with your bum hole, aren't you? <laughs> I'm back up to two, baby. Oh. oh. I was hoping we were going for this sweaty, noisy fart situation with Steve. Ooh. Just going oh. straight onto that seat. You fart and it's stored between the sweat and the buttock spread for like so long that you forget you farted, and then you stand up and it comes out. Yeah, like like when Scooby-Doo screams into a jar so that it doesn't make a sound. <laughs> what features have we got this week? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I've got Mince Pie Roundup 2021. I've discovered the mystery of a number long since lost to time. And I've unlocked a new register in my voice. It can go down real low now. Like a sexy, sexy rock. (laughs) Play a jingle while I punch my dick back flaccid, please. I am just a jelly boy. I am made from gelatin. Sometimes it makes me quite annoyed. I can only jiggle and spin. Met a doctor who walked past Said he had a range of cures Recommended a podcast Said it was called Regular Features Gap Joe not mad, Steve in my ear holes I did not dare hope for miracles My heart going boom, boom, boom Then they said Jelly boy, we're gonna give you bones And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's got a brand new voice. A husky, husky boy voice. Wow. (laughs) How did you do that? How did you go from having that husky voice you've had in the pre-chat to just being perfectly... And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. (laughs) That made me tingle when you went down into that sub-octave, whatever it would be called. Yeah. As you all know, I've had the coronavirus, Mm. and with the old coronavirus comes that new and continuous cough you've been hearing all about. Mm. 
And when you have a new continue, when when the cough is continuous, you're basically just going twenty four seven. That's what continuous means. Like Something. a foghorn. <laughs> yeah, it's just one new cough that keeps going. Um, but it does leave your throat feeling a little bit raspy, and in tatters like an old lady's knickers. And <laughs> I'm like a flatulent old lady's windbag. <laughs> So I've been left with this um, husky, husky, sexy voice. And you know what that means? Mm. I can do new characters for the regular features podcast. Here we go. You're just going to try and seduce me. Well, just one new character, actually. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Samus Aran. Welcome to my cooking blog. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you hear that? Is that registering on the yes. microphone? Oh, are you, right. You're not that sexy, Steve. <laughs> Only the sexiest people are inaudible. Now, a lot of people like to ask me, Samus, how do you cook a spaghetti when your entire arm is a gun? And I say, El Dente. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> the gun comes off. It screws off like a jam jar lid. But there ain't no jam in there. I checked. It's marmalade. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> right. Today we're cooking one of my favorite dishes. This recipe was handed down to me from my mother, who got it from her mother, who got it from an orbit around the planet Zebes. <laughs> came through on a little space communicator device. That's how recipes got passed around back in those days. It's not unusual. The recipe... Is for beef bolognese. <laughs> now, I don't know where the hell you're going to find a cow out in space, unless you count my murder. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I love my murder. So I asked the ship computer. I said, hey, locate me a cow. And it said the nearest bovine was 15 million light years away. So then I thought, hey, you don't need the whole cow. You don't need the legs. There's no meat in the leg. It's all up in the main bit and around the neck and the stuff. So I said, computer, where do I find a cow with no legs? And the computer says, exactly where you left it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> but I ain't got no beef. I ain't got no beef with you. You ain't got no beef with me. So this is going to be a beefless bolognese. It's more of a rich tomato soup. Give you all the vitamins that you need to run around and unlock new areas of the map. <laughs> it's actually, I tell you no, no word of a lie, my mother's been eating this <laughs> soup lately and she started walking five miles a day. That's been two weeks now, we don't know where she is. <laughs> I'm only joking, I'm only joking. I'm Samus Orion. Thank you for reading my cooking blog. You can find the full recipe below. I ain't reading all that out. It's actually really long and there's... Also, it's a difficult to say herbs. <laughs> anyway, I've got to go now. I just saw my dog chasing somebody on a bike. I didn't realize he could ride one. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Okay. You take care of yourself. Oh, by the way, next week it's going to be focaccia. So tune in for that. Bye-bye. I was so waiting for a focaccia joke. Yeah. <laughs> The focaccia here. <laughs> uh, Samus sounds like someone who you'd love to hang out with for a little bit, 
But if you lived with them, you'd go completely insane. <laughs> Telling you to stop getting upset. <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> I've just been walking around my house doing that voice all day. So I thought, oh, I'd better turn it into a feature. That means uh, that was useful time spent doing that voice. Uh, just to confirm, you're still on your own at home? Yes. Yeah, cool. I'm <laughs> just interested in, in the context of you walking around and doing that voice all day. <laughs> and it's sad. <laughs> That's good. So I don't know how long I've got this voice for. Maybe permanent. It could be long COVID voice. Well, if, if it's still next week, voice. I want to hear about Focaccia. I was going to say, <laughs> if this is a, if we could treat this like a Quantic Meridian situation where uh, you have to do the voice of Samus every week until your normal voice comes Only back. it's God deciding, not Twitter polls, whether you continue the feature. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Metroid Dread, mm. and um, I had never heard Samus speak before. Mm. I thought she was like, um, what's the, uh, what's the other one? Pikachu. No, he, he says Pikachu all the time. Mm. What's the other one that doesn't speak? Mario. Oh no, he doesn't shut up anymore, does he? <laughs> Who's the guy? Who's the guy who doesn't speak? Oh, nippleless Link doesn't Link. really speak. You make it sound like it's the nipples that speak on the Link with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Link himself will not speak, but his nips will not shut up. No, <laughs> chatter tits. Arguing. <laughs> It's like Waldorf and Statler. But yeah, that was Samus's exact voice. Sorry? That's what Samus sounds like. In when Metroid you get to Dread. Like level three of Metroid Dread. And she finds a big coin. She goes, oh my God, a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't buy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I had some sort of ball powers through which I could access the coin room. Regular features come Boys, when you want to express a number that yeah. means lots of something, but without saying exactly how much of that thing there is, do you have a go-to term? If it's between three and six, a few. If it's seven mm. to twelve, several. And if it's more than that, gabooby billy boobs. <laughs> right, that's that's the region I'm looking for, the gabooby billy boobs zone. Steve, have you got one you'd go for? Well, you've got your basics. You've got your squillion. Yeah. Uh, um, like a nut, a, but, a buttload. <laughs> a but, a buttload is good, actually. Yeah. I'm a big fan that's of that. That's more like a mass. That's not really a countable number of things, is it? It's more of a, you know, a buttload of sand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of grains of sand. That's a good point. But buttload of marbles, not so yeah. many. I think... I think <laughs> Four on a good day. <laughs> I think you want to be looking for something that sounds like it's a number, but it ain't. Such as gazillion, Br Brazilian, big, big yeah. thousand, yeah, yeah, or lots of things. Octolosa things. Octolosa things. <laughs> but my favourite, and I'm mm. sure yours as well, despite the fact that you didn't say it, is umpteen. Oh yes, umpteen. That's a good one. Yeah, because you know. For those who haven't heard umpteen, you might say something like, oh, there's umpteen reasons I don't want to s sleep with your mother. 
that it's kind of thing. It's a very angry one, isn't it? Umpteen, it's the, um, it's the umbrage many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like it's only ever used for um, counting times. Umpteenth time is the only thing I think, you count up to in umpteen. Mm, hang on, I that's think the umpteenth um, marble I've fingered up to you. Where are they all going? <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing about umpteen, is it's very rarely used as a number by itself. It's always the umpteenth. It's always got the little th at the end to tell you. Yeah. We're going to talk about stuff. An ordinal number. Umpteen. <laughs> um, everyone loves to say umpteen. 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 Say it at home. But Thanks. Now, thank you. But have you ever thought about what it is you're actually saying? Because umpteen presupposes an existing number. The ump. <laughs> but where is the ump? What is a ump? What happens if I put ump in a formula? Is ump a prime? Can I have ump loaves of bread, please? <laughs> the truth is that ump was originally situated between four and five, where it stood proudly for thousands of years. In fact, in a pre-King James Bible translation, the three wise men were actually accompanied by ump clumsy Pharisees, <laughs> who, through a feat of miscommunication, all brought the newborn godchild the gift of a copy of Flanimals by Ricky Gervais. <laughs> and the angel Gabriel came down and said, Come on, guys, one of the Flanimals is literally called a clunt. This is clearly Gervais thinking he's being funny by making kids swear, and you want to give that to baby God? Think about it! <laughs> The British government officially got rid of UMP on Decimal Day, 1971. The same day they got rid of shillings and D. <laughs> Which is a real thing that happened. And I just like saying, a shillings and D. <laughs> but as poets wrote in newspaper columns of the time, where we went singing and dancing for pounds and pence, we went hand-wringing and wincing for Ump's dispense. <laughs> <laughs> Ump was a very popular number among the working classes, who liked that they could ask for more than four of something, but less than five. As such, its removal was kept strictly. Hush, hush, I need to know. Shopkeepers were mandated to pretend that if someone asked for ump of a good or a service, that something really interesting had happened behind the person who had asked for the ump. When the person who asked inevitably looked round to see what the interesting thing might be, the shopkeeper quickly put a plastic bag over their head and suffocated them all the way, removing another umper. Through natural selection and fear of reprisal, the ump was snuffed big time from British parlance. This may be extreme, but ump was difficult to contain. While writing sums on a piece of paper, if you try to add anything to ump, a window will smash in your house. If you try to subtract ump from another number, an apple will grow under your chair. <laughs> if you try to times ump by ump, a haunting old woman will appear in the nearest mirror and shout at you to buy wood chips. And once you've bought the wood chips, she'll be gone and you'll just have a big bag of wood chips. <laughs> Should you have a calculator old enough to include an ump key, you'll notice that it's located on the reverse side of the machine and that it's under one of the little locked bulletproof glass terrariums that they keep nuclear buttons in. There's now only one key for these terrariums and the last we heard, it's inside Gordon Brown because of how fiscally responsible he was. 
Asked about it on a recent episode of Desert Island Discs, Brown pretended not to hear the question, but did a nervous burp. And presenter, <laughs> and presenter Lauren Laverne said she could see a key fly up to the back of his throat, glint in the light of the studio, and then fall back again, never to be seen. <laughs> Just... But despite silence from the powers be, powers that be, in recent years, activists have begun attempting to reclaim ump. You've probably seen the t-shirts featuring the famous picture of Che Guevara, except he's got the symbol for ump, a big letter U with a little man drowning in its natural basin, drawn on his forehead. Or perhaps you've heard the Black Eyed Peas song, My Humps. You might not have known while you were in the club, but this was in fact a radio-censored version of their original track, Our Umps, a transgressive call to action to return Ump to its place in what frontman Will I Am calls the alphabet, but for numbers. <laughs> Take this verse from the radio censored version. What you're gonna do with all that ass? All that ass inside them jeans. I'ma make 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 you scream, make you scream. Cause of my hump, 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 my lovely lady lumps. Check it out. Well, listen to these original lyrics. <laughs> what are you going to do with all that ump? All that ump inside the alphabet of numbers. <laughs> I'm going to make, make, make you count to ump. Count up to ump. My ump, my ump, my ump, my ump. My umpteen lovely umps. Don't add them together. <laughs> and what about the next verse from the radio censored version? I met a girl down at the disco. She said, hey, 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 yeah, let's go. I could be your baby. You could be my honey. Let's spend time, not money. And mix your milk with my cocoa puff. Milky, milky cocoa. Mix your milk with my cocoa puff. Milky, milky. That one didn't actually change in either version. I think it's just about shooting milk from a breast onto a penis the size of a cocoa pop. <laughs> but be that as it may, I have been inspired by Black Eyed Peas members Will I Am, Fergie, Taboo, and Apple Diap and will now perform for you a full count to 100, but including all the original umps. Oh my god. One, two, three, four. Ump. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Umpteen. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Baker's ump. Twenty-five, twenty-six, <laughs> twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. Trump. For triple ump. 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. The Yorkshireman's ump. 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54. Grumpy umpy hoo ha man. 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64. Six umps none the richer. 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74. Daddy's midnight ump. 75, 76, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, der Amp im Schwarzwald, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, Rump Climax, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. And that's all the umps, because after 100, the umps change to bajillions, which is a whole <laughs> other problem. And who has time for that? Ump. 
Well, is my, this why my... you asked what episode number it was? No. Do you want to call it 400? <laughs> I, I, did, I did genuinely think about it. And I was like, I'm not changing that it's between four and five because I've already written out all the numbers and put umps in between them. So I'm not copying and pasting things. Uh, but yeah, here you go. History of the ump. Do with it what you will. <laughs> mm. I was expecting to get a, a nice string of ump numbers between... 40 and yes. 50. Yes. Oh, that just good. umps. Mm. Well, have them in post. Don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like a regular bean chanta. You like a regular bean chanta. Regular regular bean chanta. Malfunction. Malfunction. As you all know, lads, Christmas just, just been and gone. Had a nice mm. time, did you? Yeah. Yeah, lovely. lovely. Uh, this one was all right, wasn't it? But Christmas 2020, as you know, we all spent in lockdown, which meant that mince pie sales took a took a beating, and a mince enthusiasts like this guy were denied access to their usual underground mince pie parties, where we'd dance around a large Pyrex measuring jug filled with hot blopping cream. Mm. So, but this year, as you know, no lockdown. Everyone can do anything they want. And while I'm on the subject, you should definitely go to the pub. I've got one pub in mind, of course, but I think it'd be tacky to say, go to the King Billy, Nottingham's <laughs> most ventilated pub. Can I just point out, Locke, yeah. uh, you have added me as a friend on Pikmin Bloom. Oh, are and, you that guy, Jazeps? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I love that even on Pikmin Bloom, you are sending people postcards from the equivalent Pokestop that is your own fucking pub. Well, I just trying to work doing... out who you were. I didn't know what this person was. You sent me a postcard of some dead dude's grave. I did. I really <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> he was called Brian Glover. I found Brian... him nearby. <laughs> Brian Glover. The uh, least famous Glover in Hollywood. But yeah, I just really enjoyed that the first postcard I got from you on Pikmin Bloom was an advert. <laughs> good stuff. Anyway, please do carry on. I do commit to the bit. But anyway, all of this stuff, the, the what you said, the King Billy stuff, it's not what I'm here to talk about tonight. It's about mince pies, and mince pies are back. And you know what that means? I have got to do a mince pie roundup just for the SEO. It's what people are searching for. Mm. I went and ate all the pies because, honk, honk, fucker, I wanted to. And then... <laughs> And then I tried to translate the innately, the innately wordless sensation of taste into primal human language, such as and a little too much brandy for my taste, mother. <laughs> then I wrote it up into more words to get it up to about a thousand, which is when I kind of think I finish writing my feature. Mm. Here is the ones what I ate. A Waitrose Heston Blumenthal mince pie from Waitrose from last year. <laughs> Heston declined to reprise his classic 2020 lockdown pies for the jet-setting 2021 crowd, so finding this box in my least popular cupboard was a real treat. Heston's innovation was a sachet of flavoured dust, which you could apply to the mince pies yourself. Dump it all on one pie for the ultimate experience? You do you! Spread it evenly over the six pies, ensuring an adequate but unthrilling experience for your family. Whatever, Grandad. 
Where this innovation plunged into madness, however, was in the decision to make the sachet perfectly opaque, leaving you without any clue as to how much flavour dust Heston himself intended you to add. The only logical path is a rational actor, Homo economicus, seeking to maximise his access to Heston's delicious dust was to remove the sachet from the box, ferociously deny that it ever existed, and then retire to the toilet and smear it on your gums. Eating dust with my trousers round my ankles, in case anyone walked in so it wasn't obvious I was eating the dust, and without any mince pie at all, I can't help but wonder if I was compromising Heston's culinary vision. <laughs> All I know is, I ate all the dust and no one else got any. Thanks, Heston. <laughs> all the other Did ones that actually happen. All then, the other ones are quite whimsical. That one is based in fact. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you on the uh, on the dust element, though. Don't give me a dust to put on multiple pies. Give me give a me packet six of dust packets. for every single yes. thing. Did you did you have the Heston pies? No, I hate mince pies, but I just agree with you in the principle of the thing. That's that's just correct to me. Thank you. It's a real it was a real tragedy of the commons situation mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a tragedy for me because I had all the dust. <laughs> yeah, but imagine if you could have stolen six dusts and stayed in the toilet all night. Oh my god. That would have been Apply good. Apply each one individually. Yeah, mm. god. I could do it, and there'd be five dusts left. Eyes, nostrils, <laughs> mouth, and whole. <laughs> Palms for the crucifixion. <laughs> just eat five of the six dusts. Say, oh, there's only one sachet of dust. I might as well just eat it, and then eat that one in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate sexual power play. <laughs> just empty it onto your tongue, and then so slowly retract your tongue into your mouth. And then say, like it's. they could lunge for it if they wanted, <laughs> if they were brave enough. <laughs> oh, it's actually a bit potent all at once. I shouldn't have had all this dust, but now that I have, <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Get in your car and you drive away. <laughs> <laughs> Spitting a big glob of dust out the window. <laughs> The next pie in my roundup is Ainsley Harriet's gingerbread beckoners. When Ainsley Harriet allowed a cast to be taken of his lovely chunky hand fingers, everyone assumed it was going to be for a range of erotic coat hooks. Everyone couldn't have been more wrong. On every one of Ainsley Harriet's gingerbread beckoners stands a battery-powered fondant finger. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get it wrong once, get it wrong three times. A perfect replica of Ainsley's friendliest finger, fully loaded up with state-of-the-art Boston Dynamic Cyborg Tech. These delicious treats aren't technically mince pies, falling more under the definition of autonomous tanks. But Ainsley's gingerbread fancies will entice you over to the plate with a coy beckoning motion whenever they hear laughter. A proximity sensor embedded into the crust will detect when you're within three feet, causing the finger to shrimp into a tight ball. Get within six inches, and Ainsley's trembling finger will flick the sandy topping into your eyes, blinding you while the rest of the pack winch themselves up your Christmas sweater. Friendly advice from one pie fan to another? Do not suck the fondant off. It really cushions the gullet as the pies crawl down your neck into your stomach, where, mission accomplished, they will dissolve into an easily shittable slime. 
Aldi, specially selected all butter mince pies, £1.49 for six. Surely not all butter, you say? And yes, I reply, you'd be right, there are other ingredients, which, to be honest, I don't like. To which you'd say, what's wrong with other ingredients? To which I'd say, what if I made a bucket of sick and I called it edible sick? And then you'd say, but that's just sick, you can't eat that. And then I'd say, have you ever met a dog? They love it, so no, you can't have your money back. Eat your sick. And you'd be like, oh, this is rubbish. I want a bucket of edible sick. And I'd say, well, now you know how I feel about Aldi specially selected all butter mince pies, £1.49 for and you'd say, oh, is that what this is about? And I'd say, yes. Yes, in fact, it is. And you'd say, you've been trying to make this point on and off for six years now, and we explain to you what all butter means in the context of pastry, and you always ignore us and bring out a bucket of sick. And I'd say, ah, you say that, but this year I've got a bucket of sick with me. And then I'd process what you just said about me always bringing out a bucket of sick. And I'd say, no, actually, I don't have a bucket of sick. So that shows what you know. And then I'd try and hide it by sitting in it, but there's no lid on the bucket and I get sick all on my bum then I shuffle off like a hermit crab and it ruins my Christmas I give this pie none out of mince <laughs> that feels like the kind of thing if you did that in an auditorium people would get up and clap at the end. <laughs> <laughs> especially if I actually sat in some sick and, oh, and, yeah. and, and teetered off with the bucket stuck on my fat bum like it really suddenly as you said I tried to hide the bowl bucket of sick a big spotlight just went on the bucket of sick and you had to shuffle (laughs) on into the spotlight light (laughs) and sit in it finally the final one i did manage to get around above this year because it's been a busy year what with the pub and everything i haven't had time to eat too many mince pies is little's economy economy little's economy jubilee crescents now these were a fascinating twist on a classic recipe at the very first bite a distant bell rang At first I thought it was the city hall, but that strikes on the quarter hour, and it was ten past. It must be the bell ringers at St. Mary's, I thought. I briefly left the family in the living room and went to the hall window, because we never usually hear St. Mary's in Bakersfield, but it it was an extremely still night. It was certainly very dark, and still, as I looked out of the window, there were no house lights, no street lamps, just a a ruby lamp, impossible to focus on, perched on a distant hill. I took another mouthful, and my teeth heated. I took another mouthful, and my teeth hit each other awkwardly, a jarring impact followed by the breathtaking, scraping sensation that made my face scrunch shut. When I opened my mind when I opened my eyes, a decade had passed. My house was now empty. A raven on the banister called Jubilee Crescents. I nod. It shrugs. Hey Google. I whispered into my watch quietly so the extremely loud Google Maps speaker in the next room didn't hear me and shout at me. (laughs) What's happening? I don't know, but I found these results on search. (laughs) That's really freaked me out. (laughs) That that wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say, I'm sorry something went wrong, but you take that Google, it's fine. (laughs) You take this from here. I'm sorry, something went wrong, Google replied. I looked at the Jubilee Crescent. It was the only thing that hadn't aged. My only link back to my house, my time. I took another bite. The walls twisted a fraction of a degree. The walls twisted a fraction of a degree and were gone. I was on the distant hill, the ruby lamp, the only source of light as my unfamiliar hometown shrank around me. A rocking horse on a turntable tilted to and fro as a voice shot out of my nose directly into my palms. Be nice to your family, says the voice. 
they're the only one you've got. I ate the last mouthful of pie and was back in the living room playing charades with my family. Be nice to your family, the voice echoed in my head. They're the only ones you've got. Fuck that, I thought, called my mum a cunt and drove off home, absolutely fucked on Imperial Stout. Nice pie, though. <laughs> Who hasn't called their mum a cunt while fucked on Stout? <laughs> Christmas features in January, I love it. Well, the mince pie roundup. How are you supposed to know what the mince pies are until you've had them all at the end of Christmas? Yeah, they're all on offer after Christmas, oh, so you can try more and yeah. more and more and more and more. Yeah, I started writing that feature four weeks ago, but honestly, it was a lot worse than that on my first three attempts. <laughs> 2020 lockdown pies, for some reason, has a really good meter to it. <laughs> Something about the way that flows out <laughs> it really stuck with me all the way through that feature. I love how you get hung up on things like that. It's I like, know, like... I just really get stuck on one phrase. <laughs> I also liked how you stressed rocking in rocking horse. No, horse. You said a rocking horse, which sounds like... Yeah. Oh, yes, as in, it was just a normal horse that was rocking, yeah. sadly. A rocking <laughs> horse. It's like I went to school with a guy who always called it a hot dog, and it really pissed me off. I hated it whenever he said, do you want a hot dog? Like, no. Language, man. It's freaky. That's crazy. What, what's it going to do next? Evolve, I shouldn't wonder. <laughs> Did you ever buy yourself a beanie? An alien name to please the queen. You can fly in and out the beehive with a beanie beneath. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regularfeatures and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing. And when you do, you get two very special prizes. Mm. The first one is access to the reader-exclusive Discord, what we like to call the Beehive, where we hang out and have fun little parties with one another, and it's great. I'm just browsing through it now. It's magnificent. The second thing you get, of course, is your very own personalised B-Name 2.0 with a little certification certification of your B-Name being bestowed upon you. We have had quite a backlog of B-Names to get through. Mm. I want to uh, reach out to the readers who are waiting for their B-Names um, with an assurance that we have made the list and we've checked it twice. We found out if you were naughty... And you've all been nice. <laughs> but um, Except we, the ones who cancelled their Patreon. <clears throat> They're yeah, like cheaters. To be fair, there's only one who's cancelled their Patreon after getting a B name. Well, that's, the, oh, that's actually you know the what? only way you can be him. naughty. <laughs> yeah, it's a smash and grab. You got what you wanted from us and then you cancelled your pledge. That's absolutely fine. I don't give a shit. The B names are coming. We're lucky enough to have a lot of new patrons who joined recently. And we're figuring out ways to dole them out more fairly in a more equitable manner. And we're going to do a special bum rush of B-names. A B-Blitz. A B-Blitz. So look out for that next week when we'll be... A stinger-ring-a-ding-dong. Machine gun firing. Oh, not next week. 
Yes, next week. Shut up, Steve. We'll be machine gun firing B names at you at a rate of knots. But without further ado, let's dole out some B names to some new Ooh, patrons. Imagine having such a imagine having such a dexterous tongue that you could suck off a bee stinger, do that for a bit, and then stick your tongue out and there's a knotted bee stinger on your tongue. Oh wow. Like that's one of your bean next person, that's their bee name. <laughs> a knotted bee stinger on your tongue. <laughs> Please give a bee name to Daniel White. Hmm. I'm just gonna put it out there, log. I don't think it fits. No, you're right. What's his name again? I was too busy Daniel thinking about me. Daniel White. Daniel White. Spaniel shite. No, no. no too no. easy. No, that's that's another one where he cut that out. He might have had that said to him as a kid. <laughs> I don't think anyone's had Spaniel shite said to them as a kid, Log, but I agree we shouldn't give it as a B name. <laughs> um, Dog turd in honey. <laughs> Please give a B name. Oh, we're going with dog. Sorry, we're going with dog turd in honey. Dog turd in honey. Honey roasted dog bob. Yeah, honey <laughs> roasted dog bob is much more palatable. Uh, Let's yeah. go. Please give a B name to Luke. Just Luke, like Cher. How do we not do just now Luke here to that? Yeah. What else is that that Luke sounds like? Dog puke. <laughs> <laughs> Luke into the nearest hive. Within the darkness and the hexagons, you'll find <laughs> dog puke. <laughs> and, and in the honey, bind thee. <laughs> Please give a bee name to Alex Fisher. Fisher of men? No. Squisher of bees. <laughs> and finally, please give a bee name to Chris Richards, who I think may already have a bee name. So this is a... This... We're going to offer you up this B name 2.0, but if you'd like to keep your original B name, you can always. Uh... You can let us know if you're in. If you're on this list, you're in the Beehive, and you can tell us. I would rather my original B name and then say what your B name was on my grave. No, no, on my certificate, not my grave. My grave is for the name. <laughs> it will go on your grave eventually. Yeah, it will go on your actual grave, but on your certificate anyway. I, I do want that. I want to see the first. First regular features reader who actually has their B name written on their grave. I That's want to, better than people getting tattoos. I want to see the first marriage where someone takes a B name as their surname. I want to see <laughs> Jacinda. Double-barreled B name. Jacinda Squirters Galore. <laughs> hey, don't forget about Chris Richards' B name. Oh, we're not forgetting. Oh. We're vamping. It's a very different thing. <laughs> Chris Richards. Should be called Sick Bee Flips. Yes, Sick Bee Flips. Brother. <laughs> Ex explain those bee flips, Professor. So that's Sick sick Bee Flips, brother. Explain those bee flips, Professor. No, that, no, that's just something we said after. <laughs> Does it need to be in quote marks or brackets? Or we're just going with it? No, Sick Bee Flips brother is his B name mm. and explain that B flip professor is what he has on his grave. Oh, is that kind of like a PhD <laughs> afterwards? It's, it's an epitaph. <laughs> it's, it's what I will say at his fucking funeral. Okay. Well, well, look forward it, to dying, Chris, because we've got a funeral we, for you. We certainly are. <laughs> and if it is the Chris I think it is, drop us a message. I want to go for a walk in Cheltenham, you prick. 
Did you just dox sick B flips, brother? Well, it might not be the one. Chris, both Chris and Richard are deeply common names. Deeply unspectacular. If you'd like your own B name, you know what to do. And if you're in the Discord, swing by. Have a little chat with us. <laughs> we, do. we love it. You're making it sound like it's really empty, Steve. You're making it sound like we're waiting for people to come chat with us. Swing by. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Regular Ficheros. <laughs>